Episode 54. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, whatever day you're listening to this. Hope you're having a great day. As good as a day as wide myself are having today. Barnsley, the Seattle Kraken, you know, have just happened. The Oakland days, the bollocks going on now. Man, there's there's just so much to talk about. But before we get into that, how, how are things? How's the job front? Do we have any more news on 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 why it's weekly quest to find a job? Uh well, you know, trekked down deep into into North Van this week. Uh attended an interview. Um you know, it went it went well. It went well, Jack. That's good. Uh, I'm happy. We got a callback. We got a callback. Call back. She wants for, uh, date two. <laughs> we're we're into the final want. three. We're the in final, the medal oh, round. Medal round. Um, going for gold. So, yeah. Hopefully, I I don't come third. Um, that would suck. That would yeah. That'd be <laughs> that'd be tough. Could you imagine if job interviews came out with power rankings? <laughs> they, like should, they should do that. <laughs> afterwards, here's how you finish out of like 200 candidates. Man, when I was at Adidas, they had power rankings. They did of like all the salespeople. There's this one guy that I would go with. He's, he's kind of a, I don't know. For, he's a sneakerhead, right? So sneakerheads are kind of like very good people, but they're very like in on what they want, right? So, yeah. it's, right. He was like that. He was just very into shoes and whatever. Great guy. But a couple of times I would beat him and he did not like that. His very first response was, oh, he works more hours than me. So the power rankings thing was so exciting and it was, I didn't care, but I mean, let's not kid ourselves. It's, it's always nice being number one every once in a while, but yeah. I mean, I think that'd be that. hilarious. Like come out of interviews, think you do really well. Look at it. You come second last. <laughs> I mean, at that point, I think I would just laugh if I looked at it and I came second, I might cry, but you know, that's, that's something completely different, but yeah, let's talk about what I would honestly called the uh debacle that was the expansion draft it's i mean you and i had our predictions we put together a you know a mid-level team team that would battle for the sixth through tenth spot of uh, a western conference kind of thing but i mean ron francis put to a team together that you and i think that are it's a team be- that's that's <laughs> about it <laughs> bottom six bottom seven in the nhl that could possibly be a, a solid contender within, you know, seven or eight years, depending how well they draft. But I mean, is there a couple of picks that you, you thought were, were absolutely no brainers and you were big fans of? Um, I, I like the Vince Dunn pick. Yeah, I do too. I, um, I'm hoping that they keep them because I've heard some, some talk and by the time this releases, there's a very good chance that he's not with them with the draft taking place between now and the release date. Um, but I thought that was a good one. Um, just, I mean, the Tarasenko contract is just so big and it, he's been so injury prone over the last two years that I think going with, uh, going with Dunn, you're getting a good young top four defenseman. I, I think that's a home run pick, uh, Dreiger, obviously I think in- incredible pick you're getting a, and you know, Vanacek, I think, was a really good pick, too. It was kind of between him and Schultz for me. Um, I was surprised they took Susie from Minnesota. I thought Kakinen was going to be the pick there, though. 
Yeah, what? Susie's been um, def- a reliable defenseman. Oh, he's, right? he's a solid defenseman. I think yeah. I like it. If you're taking a defenseman out of Minnesota or or Nashville, like I, you're getting a good solid player. Um, but I was I was surprised. I kind of thought that they were going to go the route of take a whole bunch of goaltenders, kind of try to dictate the the goalie market a little bit come this summer. But they they got their three guys, three solid guys. Um, and I, I, the goalies were probably the picks that I didn't have any problems with. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. I'm, I really like Joey Decord. We I mean, talked about that last week. Yeah, yeah. My, uh, my brother's a huge fan of his. He's, uh, he's got Decord on his phone background of the days at ASU. But, um, yeah, he's a, you know, he's a very solid goalie in his own zone, and, and structurally, like he moves really well within the net, and is a very solid goaltender. I was actually talking to Alex and, you know, former guest on the pod. And Alex even thinks he's going to be a top 15, 20, top 20 goalie in the NHL. I mean, little lofty. He he was playing well in Ottawa. That should tell you a lot. I know you're a fan of the Sens. I think they're a joke, especially with the hire of Pierre Maguire. What the fuck? Um, so, so yeah, back to the court. I mean, I like the pick. I think, you know. He's what? He's 24? Yeah, 24. Seventh yeah, round and, pick, and, too. And getting a guy that young coming out of NCAA, like, that's it's, – it's not often you're going to be able to get your hands on a guy like that. So – and he showed well last year. Absolutely. Um, Larson, I uh, – obviously signing him to a deal I really like, too. I think that he's a – And a good deal. Yeah, for, what? Pretty much a four-by-four. Four. Four. Yeah, four-by-four. Yeah. So that's that's a great guy. He's – you know what you're getting with Larson, right? He's he's so consistent. He's not flashy, but no, yeah. Like a Stanley Cup team, you need that, right? He he's the uh, the the Chernak that was on uh, Tampa Bay, right? In his own zone, you know, not offensively, he's what McDonough can do in his own zone. So I mean, Larson is a great pickup, and I think that looking at that Edmonton team and knowing you know you're going to sign him, there really wasn't much else to pick from. Um, I mean, I love the the Vince Dunn pick, like you said. I looked at Sammy Blaze, I think that's how you pronounce his name, yeah. as like a guy that, you know, starting off could be a top six forward. And then, you know, if you're moving more towards a, a deep run at the cup, he used to be a, a bottom six. Um, yeah, I liked his pick as well. I mean, no brainers in Giordano and Yanni Gord. Those are two guys that are could be around the team for a while, depending what they do with Gio's contract and possibly moving him for a first. But there's a handful of guys that I was looking at and I didn't even know who they who they were. Didn't know they existed before this this Kraken draft. But what I did find is pretty much all the guys that you or I didn't know their names of or, or the average fan was these were prospects that were highly touted about three or four years ago and just kind of fizzled out, right? Either didn't have the appropriate resources, weren't put in the opportunities to succeed. And I guess Ron Francis and the Kraken think that we'll take these guys on hopefully give them a, you know, the old new home aspect and, and see where they can go from there. So, I mean, it obviously, so we saw it work with Vegas and Marsha. So Riley Smith resurrected his career. Um, obviously flurry came back was incredible. Uh, William Carlson on forward, you know, the list goes on with what Vegas did. So I think that if, even if Seattle can pick up on one of the four or five guys that they drafted that we don't really know much about could be a win, but there was a couple where I thought, you know, especially like Morgan Gecky and the not picking yeah. Like, yeah. Some not of them were just, teams, but like they're, they're just odd picks. And 
like I, I understand what you're saying in terms of Vegas, but the thing with those guys was those guys were also proven with the exception of Carlson and they had put up productive seasons at yeah, some point. Like, they, the they've actually yeah. played NHL games. And this is just like, like, I don't, I guess Francis and Haxtell think that they're Bill Belichick and they can just like <laughs> take reclamation projects and turn them into all pros. Like, I'm not really sure what's going on. And like, you know, I don't drop a whole bunch of F-bombs on this, but like, what the fuck were they doing when they looked at Montreal's roster and said, Drouin, nah. Price, nah. Kale Flurry, yeah, baby. Like, I want to know what the thought process in the room was there. Because my favorite thing through all this is uh, Bergevin coming out and saying, yeah, Price is going to be out six to eight weeks after his procedure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they were I mean, spreading every, rumors. Everybody knew that the rumors were all false. Like he wasn't going to be out until December or January or potentially the whole year. Like, I mean, congratulations to Montreal. They played the Kraken extremely well. But that and then the selection of Jordan Everly over Josh Bailey probably were the two biggest head scratchers for me. Yeah, I mean. Eberle's what? Maybe two years younger than Bailey? Could be. Yeah. Right? I know he's younger for sure. Um, maybe they see that they need more offensive upside, right? I know Eberle can can score more than Bailey, but Bailey's just purely reliable, right? He's consistent, kind of like the Larson aspect, and you know what you're getting day in, day yeah. out. Um, I agree with you. I really thought um, Bailey was the one to pick. Anyways, I mean, we'll see. Like you said, right? Like in in the last episode, we'll see all those side deals that they made. Like they'll they'll come out now. I mean, and... it's not sounding like there's a whole bunch other than the Pitlick deal. Like I'm not seeing anything. Yeah. I know they've tried talking to the Rangers about Giordano for uh, Strom or something like that. We're gonna look so outdated when all this has happened, like three days before <laughs> this releases. But yeah, I mean, it is what it is. It occurred to me that maybe they took Everly just because he knows how to play in that division. But yeah. like, I just, I don't think that's enough. And I don't think the cap hits are very different uh, I, to sway them one way or another, because Francis, you know, really emphasized the fact that needing, having $30 million in cap space was really important. Yeah. I guess, you know, whether he brings in Lanniskog or I don't know, Freddie, I don't know who he's going to go and sign or try and make I mean, a they don't splash. need a goalie. I know like that's the uh, one thing they definitely don't need. I mean, I guess they could go after Dougie, even though their defense that is I, solid. I, I don't think they really need anything. They just have no forwards. And the yeah, fact that they, Gord's is going to be out until like December, like you're running with a top line of like Eberly, Donskoy, and Geeky. That's, that's a that's a Shane Wright. That's what that that's what that lineup says. That's, that's a hot place. start. <laughs> plus, like, plus they're probably going to take. I mean, I guess maybe they just shove the number two pick straight into the lineup at forward. Oh, yeah, it could. Hey, man, it could work. It could work. I they'll, they'll, like you said, right? They'll definitely use free agency to their advantage. I mean, they've got a master plan here, and it's. It, I'm sure it will all turn out eventually, but. 
I'm sure as usual, um, we're going to look like we know nothing about hockey. Like that's typically how these things play out. But until then, you know, we're going to voice our, our opinions. Well, while we're on the, uh, the hockey topic, let's kind of just discuss the, um, the, the recent trades that have been going on and specifically let's go, uh, let's go the Yotes. I mean, they've absolutely brought in a shit ton of draft picks. We, we talked about the Andrew Ladd trade before, but now they brought in Gosha Spear with a, a second and a seventh and they get him and they literally give up nothing, not a zelch bunch of, bunch of practice pucks, pylons, whatever it may be. But I mean, I absolutely love that trade. I like, they couldn't even bring back a pick or something. Just, totally take ghost's contract and then you know philly will move on and bring in someone else but what was your first thoughts when you saw that well first of all like i i ghost spear is still like a reliable player like he's easily offensively yeah he's yeah he's i mean in your player. own zone he's not great but i mean every team needs a de- offensive defenseman and typically you're not going to get a guy that's very good really good both ways like that's why Victor Hedman is so good. <laughs> um, but like, this is a guy who, what, three years ago had 53 points. Yeah. He still shows that he has those offensive gifts in his game to, to get back to that level. He's only making four and a half million dollars. Like it's really not that much. And there's teams that have lots of cap space and like, I'm just, I'm shocked that a serviceable player who's easily fitting into everybody's top six in the NHL and some teams top four, you're going to have to pay a team to take him. And from what I saw, like there was teams that were asking for like the Flyers best prospect. Um, There were some teams that were asking for the 13th overall pick to take Gosta Spear. Like, I don't know if this guy is just, like a nightmare in the dressing room or <laughs> he's Tony like, D'Angelo. Yeah. Like, I don't know exactly what's going on here, but apparently it was just like the consensus around the NHL that it was going to take gifts around Gostas beer to take on that contract. But I mean, the coyotes robbed them and God. stockpiled draft pick. Like they got four seconds next year. No, I, I mean, I, I totally love it. I think that's it's a great idea. Plus, too, I mean, he goes from Philly where AV has kind of, you know, kind of sh- he's not afraid to shit on players, right? We saw this treatment of Carter Hart, right, saying he he needs to find his game again. And then and then we saw him, you know, constantly scratching Ghost, right? Like, I remember there was a span of two weeks or so where he had three points in two games, had two bad games. AV would scratch him, come back, get two points again, you know, would have a handful of giveaways, whatever. And then AV would scratch him again. Like imagine what that's doing. Well, I kind of thought it was psyche. like the Keith Yandel thing. Where, like yeah. Yandel just got shat on and then he goes out and like the, the first night or whatever, he, he had two goals or something. Yeah. And then it was just like, okay, like we're going to kind of chill out. And then there was, did he end up getting bought out? Yeah. He got bought out. Yeah. Like uh, that one didn't really make any sense to me either, but I, I just love lo- looking back and, like whatever, whenever Gosta Spears' rookie season was, it was him and Ben <laughs> Hutton, and everyone was like, "Man, watch out for these two. Like, holy fuck, did that go downhill? Yeah, no, it's uh, well, I think that he could. I don't know. I, I'm hoping he turns it around. Plus two, I think that there will be no pressure in, in Phoenix. But I mean, think about 
trade deadline in two years, right? Say Phoenix takes on 50% of his contract. Are you telling me if, if he's half the player he was and wasn't throwing up complete muffins in his own zone that you can't get like a third or a fourth round him for him too. when the time yeah, comes, but the only worry I have is the fact that Arizona typically like smothers guys that play offensive games. Like we've kind well, of see, seen the coach. offensive. Yeah. But it's just like teams like that. It typically you're looking for a coach that coaches in the same style. Like that's just, how it ends up being like it's Arizona Coyotes hockey. We need a coach that coaches the Arizona way sort of thing. And, you know, we've seen Kessel go there and his offensive stats have just kind of died. I mean, Taylor Hall was absolutely atrocious. Uh, Keller's kind of been on a consistent downfall in terms of, in terms of point production and that contract he signed that was initially like, Holy cow, that's going to be such a steal is looking a little, a little bit iffy now. Um, so it's looking like Austin Spears probably going to have to work on his defensive game a little bit now, but I mean, it's one part that he definitely can improve. So maybe it's going to turn out well for him. Yeah, no, it's, um, yeah, I'm, I'm with you, right? Just Phoenix as a whole, just robbed Philly. Um, another team that I think we both can agree on that did a little robbery today was, or, you know, Thursday when this episode releases is, the Detroit Red Wings with the Carolina Hurricanes and Alex Najelkovich, who I think was third in Calder voting, is now playing for the Red Wings, who he'll probably end up being a backup to Fulch in about three years or so, or or whenever this guy better fucking listen to this, or or whenever um, that happens. But I mean, let's uh, let's yeah, let's let's take out Fulch out of the situation. But Detroit doesn't really have great goaltending depth, right? They've they've maxed out at what Jimmy Howard was, and then they had. Uh, Bernier, who's now part of the Carolina Hurricanes organization. So signing that guy to, I think, a two-year, $3 million deal is a no-brainer. And, I mean, Detroit's quickly becoming a very interesting team. And under the right rules and under the right vision, they could possibly push for a playoff spot next year. We could, You could see it. would be exciting. All right. All right. Let's... You heard it here first. Let's pump the brakes a little it's... bit here. They're forwards. They're forwards. got to be an absolute... Along dumpster fire like, who do they have on defense jack uh yeah they they well they, i That's don't want to kind say. of a big problem well depending on if if cider cider can come cider in, and stetcher well they got nick letty who's not bad stetcher's not bad uh well if the kaiser i mean it's they had so many issues and and stevie y keeps addressing them after every trade and he's giving up nothing right in return. So, I mean, it, it's quickly becoming, well, you could see with free agency too, right? I mean, who wouldn't want to go play with Stevie Y and those nasty uniforms, but I mean, it's, they're, they're quickly you also improving. have to play with that roster though, which yeah. I don't know if you're going to convince a whole bunch of people that, Oh, come play with Franz Nielsen. Yeah, it's tough. They, they definitely got some aging guys on that team. The, the, the bottom six was probably elite in 2009, but it's, yeah. uh, <laughs> I think I they're think, quickly improving. Look, I don't think you're too far off, but I think you're kind of jumping the gun here a little bit, just like I did with Ottawa last year. You're amped for Ottawa. Man. Yeah, you're I, I really everyone. didn't think that they were going to be uh, a lot better that, than they that were. That turned out well. Um, but I think Detroit's still probably another two years away from relevancy. Being good. 
Yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah, I I think they're still a bottom five team next year. Um, bottom five? Uh, I I want to say yeah. no. I want to say no, but I know you want to say no, but I don't think you you wholeheartedly can. Um. Yeah, I'm I'm just I'm really not sold, and I don't think their young guys are going to be able to to make that push that they need. I mean, hey, who knows? Maybe maybe Nedeljkovic can come in and kind of guide them, but uh, I don't see that happening. Yeah, I mean, Zadina did show promise last year. He was he was playing well. Um, Larkin isn't really been as great as they kind of expected he would be. I'm not a big Larkin fan myself, but I mean, hopefully they got they... rid of Manta. Yeah. 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 I don't know. He, he, some, he was developing in an injury bug and that was starting to get to him. And, you know, I guess they saw his contract and Stevie wise, like, well, we can get what a first and two seconds for him. And then uh, Jakob Vrana. Who... See, I'd be, I'd be interested to see if they're a team that goes after Vorchek. I, for that incredible. veteran presence well he's an incredible locker room guy too yeah they have the cap room but yeah no i mean we'll we'll see it's stevie wise i mean he's he's the goat man he he knows what he's doing over there he built the lightning um let's kind of transition to a rumor mill and let's talk about our two favorite teams there's a little more speculation coming out of vancouver and that teams are going to offer sheet elias Pettersson this offseason um you, what are your thoughts on on this whole the whole thing that's going down? And you know, Vancouver still has to shed some cap, but what's uh, like, your thoughts? man? This happens every year. Like every, year. it's the same as like, oh man, this draft is gonna have so many trades on day one. Like we're gonna see tons of teams hop up and hop down the board, and then nothing happens. It's the same thing with offer sheets. Like we saw what two years ago when it was like, oh, Marner's gonna get offer sheeted, and oh, Nylander's gonna get offer sheeted. Oh. Minnesota is 100% going to take a run of Brock Bessler and give him a contract that nobody else can match. Uh, other than Montreal giving Aho like a yeah. mediocre contract that for whatever reason he so signed like and then 8. now he's 75. an absolute steal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's no way that anybody's giving Pedersen an offer sheet. There's no way that he's leaving. Um, I mean, they just hired his two heroes, the Sedin twins in front office roles like there's no way there's not a chance i don't think he even takes a look at any any thing that his agent gives him in terms of other teams interest i think that guy's in it for the long haul i mean him and brock besser are best friends well did you hear the rumor with besser there's with a rumor the, like the Rangers every second with the Rangers. Yeah. The Rangers are turning into like Manchester United. Yeah, oh, everybody's going to the Rangers, man. Well, the the rumor was is that I I can't I don't know whether it was Benning or Jury that submitted the trade, but it was Jury, uh, excuse me, it was Besser straight up for Booch. And it was like the free right before the freezing period. And one of the two said they, they panicked and said no, but I mean you get two guys that are Similar in the sense that they provide scoring threat, but I'd say Booch is a little bit better in his own zone just from watching a lot of the Rangers games. But I mean, Booch is going to ask for more money than Besser. So you, yeah, you I mean, take the Besser pros was and the their cons. leading scorer last year. So I don't necessarily know that they're going to trade him for Booch, who tends to be like 
kind of a supplementary player from what I've seen. Yeah, he's super streaky, but I mean, that, that guy is, yeah, last year was pretty cool to watch because he, he quickly became a PK guy, which was surprising to see watching him the year before. So his progression over just one season was impressive. And, you know, he, he had shown spurts of potentially scoring like 30 goals in one season, but the guy is just so streaky. You just don't know what you're going to get from him. Yeah, day I, in, day I can out, tell but... you right now, if that trade had happened, like <laughs> people would have found Benning's house and yeah. it would have looked a lot like Vancouver did after the finals. Oh man. Um, so let's kind of maintain the, uh, the New York Rangers focus and, you know, what is it with, with Eichel, it's pretty much come down to either the Minnesota wild or the New York Rangers. And we saw so many teams bow out of this. They're, they're not willing to pay the Minnesota ransom, but what do you think of all these teams just saying, you know what? I, I can't do it. I mean, I think it's fair. Like, there's a reason why you don't see players of that stature traded very often is because it basically takes like half your roster to do so. Um, man, would I love to see like Kaprizov signed and then traded for Eichel and then he heads back to the KHL just because he doesn't want to go to Buffalo. I think that would be the funniest thing ever. Um, like, I genuinely... It's tough because part of me genuinely thinks like Eichel's never gonna he's not gonna move. Um, but I think that there's gonna come a point when Buffalo is just kind of kind of at the point that Montreal's at with Carey Price, and it's kind of if a decent offer comes across the table, like they're really gonna have to consider it and think about just getting the ten million dollars off their off their salary. Um, I think Ristolainen's going too, and it's sounding like Ristolainen, who, if he played for any other team, would probably go for a first-round pick. It sounded like he's going for, like, a second, maybe even a third. Like, Buffalo just wants to get him out. Uh, I think the asking price was kind of set at, like, three firsts and a prospect and something else for Eichel. I wouldn't be surprised if he goes for like second in a roster player or two, two, two firsts in a roster player. Sorry. Yeah. I was going to say, I don't, I don't know what you've been smoking, but yeah, I mean, you see all of these, you know, these Instagram analysts and their, in their mock drafts, but I mean, it's, it's got to come to a point where the, where the Sabres lower the asking price because, you know, Rangers and wild can only offer so much for so long, right? Like, Jury and, and Garen have got to come to a point where they're like, okay, like we've, those two teams have really been in it since what last the trade deadline of last year. Right. So if you're, if you're one of those two guys, or you're thinking like, you know, I'm losing the leverage to the point where like they want too much, right. They're, they're Buffalo's going to the point where they want to be wowed. Right. They want to absolutely have to give them away. Kind of like the, the Laramie Tunsil trade of the dolphins. Right. So it's just, I mean, maybe, maybe they both play hardball or something to the point now, but I mean, the rumors have been going on for so long and, and Eichel with the surgery and everything, but it's hope, honestly, I hope wild trade for him. I hope the Rangers don't because what they're going to have to give up is way too much in my opinion, but I'd like to see him in Minnesota. I think that'd be interesting. I think that'd be a great way to get, um, Kaprizov to stay and not go back. Like I, I think from the Rangers, it would take. It, it would be at least like Strom, Gorgiev, 
picks and prospects. Like, I think that would kind of be the starting point just because, I mean, Buffalo has absolutely nothing in goal. Um, they don't really have forwards because I think Reinhardt's gone. Like, it's it's one of those things that, like, he's such an established player. If I'm Buffalo, I don't want picks. Like, I want established players back. I want to take that risk out because Buffalo has shown that, like, they're not necessarily the greatest drafting team. They're better than Arizona, but they're not, like, incredibly good. And, like, so say they got the three or four first-round picks. If you give a team Jack Eichel, as long as it's not Buffalo, they're going to make the playoffs, and those are going to be late first-round picks. So it sounds like a lot. In reality, it's going to end up being like three high seconds. So that's kind of that's kind of where I'm I'm thinking. But I agree. I, I'd love to see him go to Minnesota. Yeah, no, I think that'd be cool to see that too. Caprasov would be fun. Imagine the 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 pairing of you know you got uh, Joel Erickson Eck and then Eichel. Those are your one two punches. That's that's pretty talented. That's pretty man. dirty. Yeah, that would that would compete with Colorado, Vegas, Tampa, whoever you want. Throw them in. Um, but yeah, that's that's the hockey world for you. It's it's so exciting right now. And you know, once this episode drops, we're gonna miss about probably 10, 15 trades, and we can just discuss that in the week after. Yeah, yeah, we're going to end up missing a lot. Uh, I know you wanted to talk about uh, the newly crowned Milwaukee Buck NBA champions. Kind of hurts my soul that that the Suns couldn't come through after going up 2-0, but I think me saying that D-Book isn't, uh, doesn't have that clutch gene kind of held true through game six. Well, yeah, what did he throw up? 20 points, 19 points in he game six? He threw up a big old muffin. That's yeah, that's what he did. I, I saw the free bet and thought, wow, this uh, this didn't pan out. This one didn't work for me. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's tough because, you know, you see two small market teams and in, it's cool to, you know, not see Los Angeles and, you know, the Miami Heat, for example, two dynasties and powerhouses of the nba you got two small market teams competing for it so it's cool to see that and then antetokounmpo who's probably one of the most beloved nba players and it, it's impossible to dislike that guy he's an absolute magnet of attraction but he seeing him win and you know how emotional he was and and hearing all the stories about him coming up and you know his love for his family whatever it's so like it's so hard to not cheer against him it's hard to not cheer against him there you go and you just want to congratulate that guy and see him win more and have that success. But I couldn't be happier for him in the Bucks. I mean, I wish I wish the Suns won it because my my free bet would have hit. But end of the day, it's go. I'm more of an Antetokounmpo fan than a Bucks fan. But I mean, go him. Yeah, I mean, it's nice to see that Aaron Rodgers, while uh, not not doing anything on the football field, can still win championship rings. As a minority or owner in the Bucks, I think the best thing to come out of this, though, is the fact that Booker has to sit on a 13-hour flight with Middleton and Drew Holiday to go to Japan for the Olympics. I think, like, I don't know if they're taking like a, if they're going to be the only three guys on the plane. Like, I don't know exactly what's happening, but I would imagine that D Book is way in the back, 
and wants nothing to do with the other. Think he's team. a back guy. He's not a front guy. I think those the two guys that just won the the championship get the front, and I don't front. think D book any wants to be anywhere near it. Typically, I don't know about planes, but I know the buses, the uh, the, the sick guys, the talented guys take the back, and then the fronts for the for the peasants. But you yeah. on a plane? Do you want to wait the extra twenty minutes to get off? If there's only three of them, yeah. just loving it up. But yeah, you, you, they're not playing cards, eh? They're not. They're not gambling. I, I don't playing. think so. I don't, man, imagine if imagine you just lost a championship and you play cards and you lose money to them. <laughs> I'd be contemplating take like just hopping out, hopping out. Hope for the best. JB Cooper, it. Yeah. <laughs> hope um, there's a parachute up there. Yeah, I hope so. Uh, yeah, I mean it's that'll be cool to see. I mean, Team USA is out here losing to uh, was it Australia and Nigeria, but it's. Oh well, uh, yeah, well it's because, like I sent you that video earlier today, and like the international refs, it's not like other sports where typically like hockey. Um, they'll take the, the yeah, yeah the, the hockey takes the North American refs where basketball they take the European refs and the European game as with every other sport um, you know European soccer very different from North American soccer European hockey very different from North American hockey European basketball very different and the way it's officiated is very different and they don't get the same calls and they're finding this out the hard way and I love it I love seeing guys like go for the, the stupid, like, oh, I'm going to jump straight into you, throw this ball 30 feet up in the air, see it land 10 feet short of the basket and go to the line for two free throws. I love seeing that. And they just lie on the floor and it's a fast break the other way. And they just gave up two points. Like, dude, you look like an idiot. The video, I, I want to say it was Westbrook, but it wasn't. Who was it that was trying to go for like an under the arm layup? And then he tried to bounce off. I thought the it was Westbrook. Yeah. I think it was. I just didn't want to get the name wrong, but yeah, you, like you said, right? You just look like an idiot because you're trying to you're trying to play to that North American style, and the like rest just, just play like, the game. Yeah, like don't like, streetball, man. Play, just play. Yeah. Like don't play to get fouls. Like play to score, and fouls are supplementary. Like that's that's how basketball. That's how sports should be played. Like you shouldn't be going out to draw fouls. I think if you're like specifically looking to draw fouls in any sport i think there should be a point when the foul is on you the diving call i i love for it flopping no no like um the term for like over exaggerating there we go perfect yeah we got there we got there i got there teamwork um but yeah i mean it's i totally agree i think that's it's cool to see the the change of the game and and, you know, the NBA guys are obviously they'll have to adapt a bit. But, yeah, just watching Westbrook dive and try and draw the and one is always entertaining. Yeah. I mean, if anyone can't tell, we really just don't want the Americans to win. Like, that's that's all that this comes down to. Anybody else. I want 41 year old Paul Gasol to just bring bring it home. That would be, be legendary. That that video went viral of him dunking. I don't know who they were playing against, but all I saw was Powell just take over. I'm loving it. Um, but man, what's what's taken over lately is is the Oakland A's. They're they're quickly look like a team that will be transitioning to Las Vegas. And we just saw with the recent uh, government proposal that Oakland government officials are trying to work their way out of not having any sports teams in the city, 
we we just saw a six to one vote of a proposed location, right? The the government officials said, okay, we'll we'll build a new stadium in this location. And the Oakland A's are like, we we don't care. That's not anywhere close to what we want. We want an alternate location and which is I think near the water. It's beautiful. It's ocean like front. right on the bay. I think it's yeah. essentially the equivalent of like San Francisco's stadium, except in Oakland. Yeah. So then Oakland officials were like, nah, we, we can't do it. So it, now it's pretty much just Oakland's just looking like Oakland A's that is, they're looking to for new, uh, new landscape and new territory in Las Vegas. But it's, it's tough to see that it, it's tough to see another Oakland sports team leave. I just don't want another team in Vegas. Like, yo, chill out. They're all like, Oakland. It's all Oakland minus the Warriors. Like, okay. I, I understand like you're, it's a new market. The other teams have done very well. Um, but like, kind of let the teams develop. Like, don't over flood the market. Like, give somebody else a team. I, obviously, Vancouver has absolutely, absolutely no chance at the A's coming here. But like, can somebody take a look at Montreal? Like, the welcome that that fan base would have. I mean, the Expos were just ripped away from them. And that's that's a. I mean, Quebec wants a an, a hockey team so bad. I don't think it's ever going to happen again. Give them their baseball team back, please. <laughs> Just give them the Expos, and then trade Vladdy there for everyone. Oh, that would be man. beautiful. Vladdy Guerrero Jr. in an Expos jersey. Oh, yes, please. As long as it's not Bryce Harper. <laughs> your your favorite your favorite player of all time. Yeah, let, let's just not touch on that. But yeah, it's it's gonna be tough. You know, I'd I'd love to see the A's stay in Oakland. Um, they they've got tons of history there. It's if they move, it's gonna make Moneyball seem like it was made a long time ago, and I'm gonna start to feel way older than I should. No, uh, yeah, I agree. I I really want them not to leave, but with every passing day and every government release it's, it's Oakland, starting it's to done. seem inevitable like you yeah. really can't i think their foot i don't even think it's just their foot i think they're entirely out the door and they're they're about to shut it no i totally agree um before before we talk about a little bit about uh michael hendricks and in the sentence that he got what uh where do you want to transition to uh i was just gonna go uh a little olympics you know Ooh, it's 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 begun. Well, it, when it, it is, has it's begun. begun. Uh, well, it has already begun. You know, women's softball kicked off with its. Uh, Man, it, I watched the first inning before I had to go to bed. <laughs> it was it was so exciting. USA, I didn't I don't know the end of the score or whatever, but USA looked like they were going to take care of Canada. How did it end? Uh, you well, USA won one nothing oh. over Canada. Oh, that's surprising. um. Yeah, the and then women's soccer has started as well. Canada started off with a one-one tie with Japan, but uh as a draw. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Our soccer expert, Jack Edmonds. Um, I'm speaking to the North American crowd. <laughs> okay. Uh as we speak now, there's currently rowing going on, and as we head into the weekend. When this airs the past weekend, it's when it really starts to kick off. And, you know, we got uh, we got some alumni taking place, you know. We got the men's rugby side. Uh, 
who for anybody looking to gamble, I mean, this is going to pass and it's going to seem completely outdated, but you know, the Canadian men, for whatever reason, getting slept on at a hundred to one, Kelsey Mitchell getting slept on eight to one. She's still world record holder. How often are you going to see a world record holder at not the favorite? Never, never Jack. Uh, Another guy who is being absolutely disrespected, our man Aaron Brown. Oof. Oof. He's like 45 to 1 to win gold in the 100 and like 30 to 1 to win gold in the 2. Like, come on, man. Ridiculous. But I am uh, I'm pumped to see the Canadians in action. You know, some past Moo Crew. Uh, probably some future moo crew, you know, if, uh, if everything goes as planned to what we're hoping. Um, and then, uh, you know, it's, it's just getting me amped up for then the, the winter Olympics in what, like eight months, six months. I know it's crazy to think that we're going to then get the winter Olympics in February, but yeah, I mean, what you put out, uh, an article highlighting all the interesting event, like all the interesting events to watch yeah. throughout the Olympics. So anyone listening to that can go check that one out, but I, it, it's tough though, in the sense, because Tokyo is such a big time difference specifically out in Eastern Canada. Well, well, I think it's nine hours for you. I think it's 12 hours for me. Oh, it's worse for you. I thought it was six, but obviously yeah, I'm uh, not great with my time zones, but that's even worse. But, uh, have, have you modified your sleeping schedule yet? Not yet. I mean, I'm I'm headed to the island with like no no Wi-Fi as of right now for the next four days. So I'm going to be running through my data plan, watching everything I can, including the NHL draft. Um, but you know what? It uh, the the time difference and the difficulty watching. Just uh, you know, maybe we're going to have to send ourselves to China next year to watch those Olympics. Who knows? Who knows what's uh, what's coming for the Moo Crew? Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> of course. It's uh, no, I'm excited. I I can't wait to see. Uh, so Nate, yeah, uh, a guy that we were looking to get on the podcast in the future with the with the help of uh, Jake and Phil. But I imagine those two are going to be close behind or or somehow seen on the camera during the. Uh, the uh, the welcoming ceremony but that's so cool he's holding the flag as well as um did you i i'm unaware of the uh the female she's what sport that's the other basketball uh, basketball perfect um she's also partaking in that and is a shareholder of the flag how was how is the co-holder how does that work i'm not really sure i'm gonna be honest i don't know there's how two, two people hold the flag maybe there's two the flags. flags there's a there's a big flag a small flag I don't, i'm not i'm yeah. not really sure how it works one's one's the can of flag the other one's jake and phil's face just like this watching them it. in the opening ceremonies is going to be hilarious <laughs> jake's uh his his instagram bio will be on the back his uh instagram name oh handle that's what it is you know, on fire today. Um, but yeah, no, that's definitely going to be a great thing to watch or have watched by the time this airs. But where do you want to transition now after after a little uh, Olympic talk? I'm I'm good with anything. I uh, can't say I've got a whole bunch more for you. So so this is an interesting topic. Um, 
Michael Hendricks, a recent practice player of the Washington football team. It's it's a little tough to talk about just because it's, you know, we like to be a positive podcast. And he was recently sentenced to one day in jail and 30 community, 300 community hours. That's a big difference. But he was guilty of insider trading, which is an interesting topic because we've seen, you know, this discussed in, in movies and, and in social media and, and things like that. But it's, you know, you, you never think like a, an NFL star or an NFL player, or any sports player specifically because of all the money they get to be involved in this. But I mean, this was an ongoing thing. Hendricks was discussing how he's, he's glad that he's gotten over this, but you know, that's this topic is something you and I discussed all throughout 2019, 2020, 2021. But what are your uh, your thoughts on the news of him and his one day in jail? This guy got off so light. Like this is something that's ongoing for like the last two and a half or three years or whatever since it it came out. And originally he was looking at like 10 to 15 years. Yeah, that's that's what the article said. It said that originally right like there is uh, a lawyer within the industry saying what he did was guilty he illegally made 1.2 million dollars from the insider trading and a lawyer within the the industry said that yeah like you said right he could get a penalty of that long so instead of that he also got the $150,000 fine so it's Which to uh, yeah. him is like chump change because i'm pretty yeah. sure at one point he was making 12 million a year yeah, from the from the Seahawks, but yeah, I mean this. Yeah, like you said, he he got off easy, and you know he's got to serve his one day, his three years probation, and three hundred community hours, and then maybe see him in an NFL uniform again. What do you think? Oh, I, there's not going to be any. I mean, realistically, like that's not really a problem. I don't think. Yeah, no, it's not. Like he he, I wouldn't be surprised if he if we see him on a rock on a field like in preseason in the regular season, like. That's one of those things that, like, he did it. It's not really that big of a deal in the grand scheme of things in terms of from, like, a no one got hurt, publicity really? standpoint. Yeah. Exactly. Like, no one really not, got hurt. and He's not hurting anybody. He just kind of cheated the system. He cheated, yeah. Which, you know, pay your fine, do your time. <laughs> oh, there you go. And you there can you come go. back on the field. I, I don't really see any problem with that. No, no, I agree. I agree. Um, so with concluding with that, let's let's end on a little more positive note. But random topic of the week. What's what's been on my mind lately, and you know, the, the Olympics beginning, I want to talk about who do you think would be a long shot to to carry the flag out on uh, when the Olympics close? Any any athletes you have in mind, a, a possible watch list before uh as ones that could cl- close the ceremony and end with the flag athletes to watch i like that um, it's a little more normal on the random topic aspect but i feel like this is just another, another it fun is. Topic it's to almost as if it makes sense with what the uh main topic of our podcast is um i'm going to uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna give you three here and i'm hoping the third one comes to me while i'm like going on this little spiel uh so first i'm gonna go you know a little homer uh, somebody we both know. I'm going to say Kelsey Mitchell. I think she's definitely an athlete to watch. I think it's very likely that she comes home with a gold medal. And I I think she kind of encompasses the Canadian sports scene. And I think she'd be a great candidate if 
if she performs the way that you know she can and both of us definitely think that she will uh the next is uh Tyler Mislawchuk um triathlete I think he's good chance he's the second coming of Simon Whitfield um I think he's got a very good chance to win gold um and third I'm going with Kylie Moss I think uh the last Olympics we saw Penny Alexia carry the uh the flag out so you know why not stay stay in the pool when uh, Kylie Moss climb, climbs out, out of it with a gold? So those are those are the three picks that I'm kind of throwing out there, and you know we'll see if one of the darts hits the board. I like that. I like that. I like. Uh, I think the Kylie Moss one could be interesting too. Um, it's I. Uh, it, it's tough to see. I mean, I don't when I first thought of this, I was like, Ooh, I don't really know where, where to begin. Cause I feel like there's a lot of people that, that could be considered for this. Um, the, uh, Oh, the, 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 the individual I'm forgetting his name, the, the rock climber. He, do you know who I'm thinking of? Yeah. No? I know who you're thinking of. I don't have his name. No, his name. This is, this is elite. This is good podcast work. Um, but anyways, I will find this. He, I know the, the expectation for him coming into the Olympics is, is high. I mean, you've seen him in that, com- that awful commercial. Have you seen that one? I have. Yes. Oh my God. It's so cringy. It's, uh, oh, this is bad. I'm, I'm trying to find his name and it's not even coming up. Isn't that like Eric McCall? Sean McCall. There we go. Sean McCall. He, he's yeah someone we try to get on the podcast hopefully you know maybe he'll have a change of heart but anyways i think that you know he he could he could surprise some people and he is ranked very very high i think within the top five or so with top three anyways i think he could be someone that surprises and and carries out the flag out of tokyo but th- those are t- those two i have in my mind as potential flag bearers yeah, I'm gonna say uh, Rosie McLennan. I think holds a very good chance. You know, yeah. she should she should 100 uh, claim her third straight gold medal on the trampoline. Um, and at that point, she she's gonna be up there in a in legendary uh, status. Yeah, thank you. In legendary oh, status in terms of Olympic Apple. athletes. So I think that that's gonna be something that is definitely gonna deserve recognition i'm kind of surprised she didn't get you know the uh the opening ceremonies but uh i i think that them the canadian olympic committee much as myself is kind of saying you know what she's definitely going to win a third olympic gold medal so she'll carry us out perfect perfect well said barnsley well said well that concludes another great episode a matter of opinion 54 down just it's it's going to be exciting for this next week of the world sports. We got the Olympics, NHL offseason, NBA is cooling down again. Uh, NFL rumors are circulating. Fantasy sports are back. It's a uh, always exciting world, and this week's another great week in the world of sports. Couldn't have said it better myself. All right, perfect. Have another great Moo Monday, ladies and gents. <laughs>